to the Magic Within podcast. My name's Katrina Lully, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Magic Within podcast. Very grateful for our guest today and very much looking forward to hearing her story. But before we get started, let me introduce who we have on the show today. Today is Amanda Love, who is a registered holistic nutritionist who teaches women how to cook simple but delicious, allergy-friendly, healthy meals and integrate a holistic approach through mind, body, and spirit. Amanda also has a long history of illness, which culminated with the diagnosis of fibromyalgia at the age of 20 in 2010, which caused debilitating pain and other aspects of her life. Because of this, she made it her life mission to teach others how to cook allergy-friendly food and lead a holistic life. She holds a diploma as a registered holistic nutritionist, certifications in gut health, culinary nutrition, and more. She's also the host of the podcast, Physician... Physician Emotional Health Secrets with Amanda Love, which I love that so much. I'm excited about getting into this conversation with you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is a great conversation, a great topic. Uh, And I don't know that I've had someone with this background yet on my show, so I'm excited to bring it forward. Uh, Yeah, because I don't think that many people with fibromyalgia have my story yeah I am like I just people just don't have they're not talked about with fibromyalgia yeah I don't think so either and so I'm extremely curious because I have a dear friend who has been living with fibromyalgia among many other health issues as well so very excited to hear about your story um so thank you again and First of all, I do want to find out because I do have one question I do ask all my guests. Yeah. And what is it you wanted to be when you grew up when you were a little girl? Uh, I think I, I remember when I was little, little, it was a librarian because I love to read. That's awesome. I love I to learn. And then high school, it and but also when I was 10 years old, also I was into nutrition and fitness. So like it started really young and stuff. 
That's amazing. That's amazing to have that instilled within you at such a young age and makes a huge difference in, in how it impacts your life. Yeah, it does. Let's go back to the beginning of your story. Start there and just kind of dive right in for us. Um, so yeah, my story is that I was born six weeks early. Um, and I just automatically, I was sick. I was sinus infections, sore throats, headaches, at one point I was running high temperatures and then for several years I was running low temperatures, but then even my temperature went up just a teeny bit. I was sick and I was sick every single, pretty much every other week. And that's the thing. And all they said was, Oh, your blood tests are normal. You look normal. You look healthy. And my parents divorced when I was six years old. So there was, trauma from that and then my dad remarried when I was eight and like it was just a lot of like trauma of going over to that house and not being able to speak up that type of trauma and the courts had to get involved and all of that and it was a lot of like mental stuff that I just suppressed and eventually my grandmother and mom who raised me were like we're getting out of California this is a horrible situation so they took my sister and I to Arizona and I was still getting sick though and it was like every four to six weeks at that point sometimes I would go like a couple months but the doctors were just like you're just sick you look you just have a cold you just have sinus infections you just have whatever I didn't the flu I would have once in a while, but most of the time it was sinus infections and sore throats and stuff like that. Um, and then you add on hormones on top of that and stuff like that. So pretty much I didn't really have weeks where I wasn't feeling like energetic and my a normal child. So I never grew up like that. Um, and then that's, I had really, that's really hard on a kid. I mean, you've already grown up. You're, you already have this like premature you're already having this immune issue and then having the trauma of family dynamics and that's a lot for your body to fight it's a lot for someone to fight and I was the oldest I I have one sister and then my stepmom she had two kids and but my dad started dating her when she was pregnant with her second and stuff so he raised those kids and stuff like that also. Um, I also had learning difficulties too, reading, math. None of the subjects came easy for me. So I was always having to play catch up with school and stuff. And school came easy for my sister. So I was like, I don't understand why I have to deal with all this. And my sister's not. And eventually out of high school, I was like, my love of fitness was I was like, I want to be a personal trainer, completed the personal training program. Um, I did get sick at one point during that course, but I just was able to make up the hours and stuff. But like, as soon as I completed that program, like about two weeks later, I turned 20. And that's when my health took a nosedive for even the worst, I say. And I couldn't get off the couch. I was in so much pain. I was so fatigued. I was like, mentally, I was like exhausted. And I stopped going to the gym because I was like, 
I would go to the gym and I would just crash. I was taking hour and a half naps and I was like, what is going on? And I wanted to do more education. And at that point, like everything pretty much just was like stopped. And 10 months later, I went to one of the top rheumatology places. And this was in Arizona. This was in Mesa. It was 20 minutes away. And they're like, you have fibromyalgia. Mm. Which honestly, like, I was like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, we don't, I didn't know what fibromyalgia was. They were like, here's a brochure saying, okay, what is fibromyalgia? And then it started the whole thing of like, okay, here's some medication. This is supposed to help with your fatigue. This is supposed to help with your pain. Um, if you look up the medication, it's advertised on the U- in the U.S. a lot. Um, it's Cymbalta or Lyrica are the two um, medications they recommend. And they're antidepressants, mm. which you can look that up on this website called drugs.com. But I went out of the room and my grandmother was like, and I knew they were saying something about me that they didn't want to say to my face. And like, they're like, well, she's probably depressed. Well, of course you are at 20 years old where you can't do anything and you're, everybody else can have a normal life, right? And yeah, and it's, yeah it's, it's crazy. Explain really quick to people what fibromyalgia is because not everybody knows, right? It's not, like you said, we talked about just before, it's not, people don't talk about it. You kind of suffer in silence. It's not something that's really talked about. And from the sounds of it, like, the help that's out there is just like, here, take this, you'll be fine. Or it's like very surface. It's, it's still very surface level. I feel like I, when, um, a lot of times people have told me, they're like, my doctor just says this, take the medications, take the, do the physical therapy. I did physical therapy also. And I would just come out, I did swimming and I did the weights and I did. And it was funny because they thought that was going to help with the pain and the fatigue. And it's like, I had done that like 10 months earlier. I had done a personal training program. I got certified in this stuff. So how is that, this supposed to help fix me, right? And that's the thing with fibromyalgia. It's very surface level advice. Oh, do all this. And it's like, okay. I'm dealing with pain. I'm dealing with fatigue. I'm so exhausted. You might have um, some gut issues, IBS issues. Sleep is a huge thing that people with fibromyalgia deal with. If you feel like I would tell people, like, I would just never feel rested. Like, I feel like a truck hit me mm-hmm. when I would wake up. I just never feel rested. Um, taking a shower was painful. Um wearing a bra, like that type of thing, um, brain fog where you just can't focus and stuff like that. And it's exhausting to live like that. Yeah. What is that? So what is it under, like, what's the underlying condition? I mean, anytime I've heard or talked to some people that I know of, like there's not, it's a, it's a musculoskeletal kind of disorder, but it's, it's um, elusive. It seems like such an elusive disorder yeah that's the problem I feel like sometimes they diagnose you and they're like oh it's a skeletal but it's also 
everybody gets told it's like something you have to go to the rheumatologist for it. A lot of people get told, oh, it's an autoimmune condition. So it's like, I don't even know, 12. Like I got diagnosed, it's coming up on 12 years and there's coming out where research that they're saying it's an autoimmune, but like, it's like, well, okay, we're so stuck on the like diagnosis, but like, how are you going to get people to feel better? Right. Yeah. And doctors and like the rheumatology people, they aren't going to say, oh, fix your nutrition. They're going to, they're not. They're going for the medications. And the sad thing is I've talked to so many people with fibromyalgia and they're like, oh, I'm on 10 medications. I'm on 15 medications. And I'm like, how are you feeling? And they get to a point where they just say, oh, I'm okay. And I'm like, if you have fibromyalgia, you're not okay. Yeah. But they're just so tired of like trying to feel better and they've given up. Yeah. So what was that point for you where you decided, okay, because, you know, listening to your story, there's, there is depression, there's a lot of hardness, especially when you don't have the support around you to like truly support you, not just like physically, but maybe even emotionally, and kind of like skating by and just trying to figure this out on your own. But what was that point for you where it kind of started to shift? Um, I would say the so I did have, I would say I did have support. Luckily I had support and I would say my mom was the biggest. And then my grandmother was the drawing before. So like good. she took me to, like, she raised me. She passed, um, will be two years this summer, but, um, she was the drawing force. She wanted to get me well. She would take me to all the doctor's appointments. She was like, would figure it out. Mm. It's stuff like she had been, been a nurse and stuff like that so she was interested on in getting me well and stuff and the turning point was she actually found a newspaper clipping said wellness talk by wellness chiropractor was 10 minutes away she went to his talk because I of course I couldn't go to the talk and he said if your granddaughter's been diagnosed with fibromyalgia at 20 she's been very sick a long time and that's what she was like. She told me this. She's like, oh, light bulb went off in her head. She's like, this doctor really gets it. He really gets that she's been sick for a very long time. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Like, huge kudos to your grandma for being that person and, you know, yeah. being that person to not give up and to, especially coming from that nursing background and, and having like, okay, we're going to find a solution. We're going to figure something out. Yeah. And I, I tell people this, like, you have to have those people who are like, if you can't do it, then you need someone else to like, because you should have people in your life who want you to live your best life and stuff like that and want you to get better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who you surround yourself with is so important. And we don't always have those people in our life. And so I always encourage, you know, go find them. They're out there. They're out there. You know, go find them. You know, um, the best way that you know how there's so many different avenues to do that, but they're truly out there for you to support you in that way when it's needed. Exactly. I love that. So now how does that bring you into what you're doing now? 
Um, yeah, so I was, um, I found out from the wellness chiropractor. So I worked with him for eight months. I found out I had soy sensitivity, um, a gluten sensitivity. Gluten was the highest in his practice at the time. Um, I was 21 years old. I got that from both parents, both genes, um, one set from each. And they, and the thing was, I wasn't celiac. Um, I have an egg sensitivity, deer sensitivity. And I just, I think a lot of times with like back then, like I had to do elimination diet and stuff. And like, I feel like people just don't have accountability with like food sensitivities or trying it out. Yeah, A lot of people are like, well, I've gone gluten-free. I'm like, do you know that gluten-free? Gluten can stay in your body for up to weeks, up to months. So you can't cheat if you got gluten three. And like, that's the big thing people are always like, I'm like, I think it's because it's been pushed so much right now. Yeah. In the last couple of years, like we didn't hear about gluten free, like 12 years ago or 11 years ago when I first started. And like, now it's pushed a lot, but are you trying like, have you gotten rid of like the nightshade vegetables or have you tried, like, have you done all this things? Maybe it's not just the gluten. Maybe it's the soy. Maybe it's the eggs. Maybe it's the dairy. And that's where I like to come in and like, be like your little cheerleader and accountability partner, because I'm like, I don't want you not to be feeling well. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times with what works for one person might not work for another person. So yeah. 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 We might try doing an elimination diet, but then again, we might just try changing up your breakfast first. Right. Because that's a huge thing to do elimination diet, or we might just try eating better, like a healthier lunch or a healthier dinner. Or what is your sleep like? first like I think a lot of times if our sleep is messed up then everything's gonna be messed up our eating our relationships because we're so tired everything we're just like it's not good and then also our mindset of okay am I ready to make a huge change or maybe I need to make teeny baby steps right yeah yeah, I think that I find that uh, most often for my in myself or even clients that I work with, like, we, yeah. we have to go make that huge change. And sometimes we do. But more often than not, let's start with the smaller steps. Because if we try to make the huge change all at once, we're going to sabotage yourself, we're going to give up or it's too hard, it's too difficult. So implementing and then having that cheerleader along the side, that person to help you, who knows, like, okay, this is where we start. Because with this, there's so many different factors that come into play. Like you said, sleep, relationships, mindset, your foods, like all of the things. And so if we can start just one slice of that little pie, and then once you get a little good foundation, then let's, let's add and switch something else up. Like, and it's like you said too, it's different for everybody. So it's, I think it's so awesome to have that person who, who can have that observer type of view and come in and go like, okay, let's start here. Okay. That might not be working. So let's try something else. I think, yeah, I think that's the big thing people don't realize. I think it's like when they 
think of health experts, they think automatically, especially with nutritionists, they think, oh, it's all about the nutrition. But it's really about like holistic approach. So like we were talking about, what is your like are you doing good with your environment? Is your relationships? Is it your food? Is it your sleep? Is it supplements? Your mindset? Um, if you believe in like God, is it that? What is what's that going on with that? So I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I got to fix my food or my food is the best. And it's like, yeah, your food might be okay, but there's always something to work on. Yeah. And how we're showing up in one area, what's going on in one area is affecting all of the other areas. And so just focusing on one area doesn't work. Like, let's look at the whole thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe that connection piece is a little bit off, you know, and and that's going to support you in trusting the the process in the other areas. I love that. Yeah. And I find it like, it's like, okay, maybe your sleep's off. So then okay, maybe we're going to just focus on your sleep and then that will help you eat healthier and help you have more energy and help you prepare for meals. So it's all connected and stuff. I feel like, and a lot of times people are like, I want to do all the areas at once. It's like, that's too overwhelming. Especially we all have such extremely busy lives right now and stuff like that. And so it's like, what can you do that's not like overwhelming, right? Yeah, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to completely change everything. And it's possible if you have the support around you because you, you cannot do it your, yourself. Like it's, you're yeah. your own worst enemy when it comes to that. So you cannot do it yourself. And I'm glad you're talking about sleep too because sleep is a very underrated thing. And I know I have a CPAP machine. And so I know when I don't wear that the next day, like totally different, like my whole energy is different. My mood is different. My quality of sleep is so much better when I wear that. And when I get a full night's sleep and a full night's sleep looks different for everybody. So, but whatever that quality is. Yeah. And I find, I think a lot of times with our sleep, we are, we are like, oh, we can, we don't need as much sleep. It's like, you really just need to listen to your body and be like, okay, maybe I'm more tired. Okay. Then you need more sleep. Maybe your hormones, it's that time of the month as women, we're just, we need more sleep certain times of the month. Right. And it's like, it's okay. Maybe you're just more stressed and you're having more emotional stuff taking and it's just draining you. Then you need more sleep. And then you need more, you need to watch what you're eating too, because you're just drained and you need those good nutrition food, right? But sleep is something like, it used to be such a big priority in everybody's life. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it just affects every aspect, like yeah. everything, your yeah. whole like day to day. Yeah, I think so too. What were a couple of the things that you did that you that you immediately noticed started to help with your own? And where are you at now, like health wise? How do you feel? Um. So, I would say the big thing was I was getting rid of the foods was a big thing. 
I also feel like trauma, dealing with your trauma is a big thing. Um, Telling your story to people, being on, like, I don't know, talking to somebody, a counselor, if you need to do that, or, like, I didn't do that, but, or, like, I did something recently with my church, so that was something I hadn't done before, so that was, like, a prayer thing, Um, but finding ways to deal with the trauma is Mm -hmm. such a big thing, I tell people, because, like, if you don't deal with the trauma, the trauma is going to come up when you at least expect it. And you're going to reach for that donut. You're going to reach for the cupcake. And so yeah. because you're so stressed out and stuff. Um, I would say my health today is, it's good. Um, I'm not in pain, right? Like I can live a normal life and I can have a business and I could help clients and stuff like that. I always say to people, I don't say I'm perfect. Because I don't feel like anyone's perfect with it. No, no. Like, there's always something, like, I'm working on. So, right now, my biggest thing right now is I'm working on is, like, just inner healing of past traumas and stuff. That's my thing. And so, that's been something where I'm just, like, I don't want to do it but I'm get. I feel like I'm forced to do it right now yeah and like it's exhausting I'm not gonna lie it's been exhausting but it's something I realized I need to work on so I could move forward with like certain aspects of my life and stuff like that so there's always something going on with your health you're just like okay I'm you're never gonna be at that end point you're just gonna slowly slowly move along and something might come up unexpectedly you might be like okay but that's okay right we have to be okay with always working on our health and we change right yep we change as we're older and I'm 32 but like different life stages is different you're gonna need different food if you're just had a baby like my sister just had a baby and she's like under three months. So my sister's needs are different because she's breastfeeding. So realizing it's all about individuality and one size doesn't fit all. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in that too. I mean, when I have clients who come to me and they're like, okay, can you tell me how this session is going to work? And I'm like, I can tell you the tool, some of the tools I have in my box, but which ones right. I use are going to be different based upon what comes up and what comes out and what right. you're needing and what I lean into. And I love that you're doing that inside work because that trauma is stored in our body. It's a part of who we are and, and moving that stored trauma, that energy out will make a huge, huge difference. Uh, yeah. And I've already, it's interesting. Cause I was like, I already feel like I did something like a month or two ago and I'm like, okay, I could already tell it's already been helping and I'm going to do it again next month because I was like, yeah, I feel like there needs to be some forgiveness of people. And I just recently had something happen with a friend and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this person's a friend anymore. And that's really hard. 
So I feel like that's the next step of like, I'm like, I got to forgive this person and stuff. Yeah. Forgiveness is a very, very beautiful and powerful tool. It definitely is. It's a beautiful thing. It's just like, okay, it's, it's like, it's a lot of emotions and it's a lot of hurt and you're, I think a lot of times, I think when people say things to us, we're like, yeah, it's not really about them. It's some inner something that needs to be like worked on and stuff like that. Why is that coming up and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Amanda, I love what you're doing. I think uh, you have such a beautiful light and I know you're making such a big impact. Where can people find you? Uh, Yeah, so... My Facebook is Amanda Least Love, and that's the same for Instagram. And the podcast is Physical Emotional Health Secrets. You can find it on Apple iTunes and all the different platforms and stuff like that. Awesome. I will make sure I link all of that up in the show notes. Is there anything else on your heart you want to share before we go? Yeah, I would love to share that deal with your I think that was the biggest thing we talked about is deal with, get some, deal with the trauma. Yeah. Deal with the inner work of like what's going on and stuff like that. For me, it's been a lot the last two years with losing that grandmother. And then I just moved to a new state. So I have no family here. I've been here about like, I'm coming up on a year. So it was a lot of just like, loneliness and inner work that I'm doing and I like I feel like that's what people need to know is that we all have stories and we're all like a work in progress yeah yeah absolutely oh so beautiful thank you again so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me I had so much fun awesome I love that all right ladies thank you so much for tuning in remember the magic is within you much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.